Good morning. Uh, this is four and four buck the system, and today we got some breaking NFL news. Uh, today's topics will cover the JJ Watt signing, as well as the QB trade carousel, as well as the QB rumors of both Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. Uh, first off, good morning. I hope everyone's having a great Monday. Uh, hope no one had the Sunday scaries or the Monday blues, as they call them. Uh, yeah, I'm going to dive right in. J.J. Watt signed with the Arizona Cardinals for a two-year, $31 million deal. Uh, you know, what a fun pick. I don't think it's what most people thought he would sign, especially with, uh, you know, the recent rumors of him either going playing with his brothers back in Pittsburgh or teaming up with contenders such as the Browns, the Bills, the Packers. Uh, being a Packers fan, obviously I wanted him to sign. Was it realistic? Definitely not. Uh, and after looking at his contract details for the Cardinals, I got to say, was never really a possibility. He signed a two-year $31 million contract and will be paired with an up-and-coming contender. I got to say, Arizona Cardinals last year, they faltered down the stretch but provided some fun, fun moments. Uh, everyone remembers the Hail Mary or the Hail Murray, as they call it. Um, yeah, but then ever since that game, it went downhill. Uh, more of that, I got to say, is on the offense. You know, they just didn't have a rhythm. But uh, to sign J.J. Watt, they now have a defensive leader and a co-defensive end with Chandler Jones, who, you know, most people, he missed 11 games last year, but man, those two as a tandem could be pretty lethal if they stay both healthy. Yeah, I gotta like the, I, I, I love the move. Uh, I, you gotta love what these Cardinals are doing. Um, you know, JJ Watt uh, has been injury prone, but you knew some type of contending team would go after him. Uh, I think it would have been interesting if he would have played with his brothers out in Pittsburgh, although, you know, their quarterback situation uh, is a bit murky at the moment. Uh, Browns would have been fun. Can you imagine him with Miles Garrett? Uh, the Bills, they were a contender. Uh, you know, I think they become like the people's champion of sorts. Uh, would have loved to see him on the Bills personally. I think that would have been a fun signing and really give them that extra edge uh, to contend. Uh, the last team, uh, my team, the Packers, um, that would have been a dream. And honestly, if ever there was a gamble that Green Bay probably needed to make, I think this would have been one of those opportunities. Uh Green Bay really needed defensive line help, uh, and it would have really helped that front seven, especially because Green Bay is about to get rid of Preston Smith. Uh, could you imagine Rashad Gary, Zadarius Smith, J.J. Watt with Kenny Clark? Wow. Uh, but Green Bay, like most teams, they, they have cap problems. Uh, I think that's what's going to be interesting about this offseason for a lot of teams is uh, there'll be a lot of surprising cap casualties and how do teams get creative to work the cap? Uh, let's, you know, New Orleans is heavily in the cap debt. Uh, so it's going to take a lot of creativity. Uh, but Arizona, 
a dark horse candidate. I didn't really see them much in the rumors, but they're the ones that got uh, what you got to love the NFL because all the things that are speculation. And then when it actually, the news breaks out uh, and it's something different, uh, you gotta, you gotta appreciate it. Uh, but I personally think it's a great signing. I think it's a good uh, risk to take. Uh, Arizona's really in that up and coming class and, you know, they're a few moves away from becoming true contenders. I feel like, you know, they got a young quarterback on a rookie deal, which is always huge because that allows for cap flexibility. Uh, they got some defensive studs out there, uh, although the defense does need some work. And I think having that player like a Watt, man, defenses can really win Super Bowls. That pass rush, if you have an effective pass rush, you can go really far. I mean, Tampa Bay, great example. They destroyed every team in their wake in the playoffs uh, from a defensive line standpoint. Um, I think it also bodes well, like you need great defenses, win championships, uh, more often than not. And if you have a good offense along with, uh, the goat, you know, uh, shouldn't be really surprised that Tampa Bay came out of Super Bowl champions, but, uh, getting a little off the track. Um, I like the signing, um. You know, and it, but it's all dependent on can he stay healthy, and that's why I don't mind a two-year deal. You know, giving him this year, next year, and then just see where it is. Uh, you know, there's rumors this morning that JJ Watt had three finalists uh, on his team, and later found out that he doesn't even own a Peloton or an account. So that was a little fun. Uh, it was a great, I'm glad that he didn't sign right away. I, I kind of love when teams are a part of the speculation thread for a little bit and it kept, kept us waiting. So uh, good luck to JJ. Uh, I look forward to watching that Cardinals team. They're slowly becoming one of my uh, teams that I, I enjoy watching week in, week out. And uh, I fully expect them to make that next leap. And this is one of those moves that they needed to. Next topic. Um, you know, the recent QB trade carousel that's been going on in the NFL. You know, I got to say, uh, one thing I've loved about the NFL in the recent years have been these or teams willing to make big trades. Uh, you know, we saw that with Jalen Ramsey. We also got that with, you know, Laramie Tunsil, uh, Jamal Adams last year with Seattle. Just tr teams willing to trade multiple first-round picks for players when previously that wasn't the norm. In the NBA, we're also seeing a lot larger trades for superstar players, and I can't wait to see how these trades shake out from the uh, in the years to come. I think it's really always hard to evaluate a trade anytime you, uh, within the first year, you got to let it, you got to see how these trades affect both teams years down the line. For example, uh, in the NBA, we had the Paul George trade, uh, the Anthony Davis trade, uh, to an extent, the Drew Holiday and Bucks trade. You know, I remember when pick swaps weren't a thing, 
and now it's part of the norm. And teams are offering three, four first-round picks. You know, back in the day, that could kill a team. And it still might. We don't know that. Um, Clippers are in their second year with Paul George. That yet remains to be seen. I mean, it worked to the Los Angeles Lakers in the short term. And ultimately, it's like, what are you trying to do in the NBA? You're trying to win a championship. So I think the Lakers won out at least in the short term, and they probably will win out. Uh, the Bucks did a similar move with Drew Holiday. Uh, they gave up quite a bit for a player of his caliber. We'll see. Uh, I hope it pans out, but uh, man, giving up your future uh, is always great in <laughs> in the short term because you can see it right away, but you know we'll, we'll see the long-term effects. So uh, back to the NFL, though, the reason I brought it up is we've been seeing a recent you know, QB trade carousel and just a lot of movement of quarterbacks uh, very recently. And I'm, I'm curious why it's been happening or, you know, I think teams have realized that without a quarterback, you can't really get that far. So it's caused this shift, you know, um, trying to think of the best words but like uh to just it's it's pretty insane um you know the first notable trade uh was the matthew stafford trade for the rams uh the rams gave up two first a third round pick and jared goff for matthew stafford uh, you know, I like the pairing. Uh, the Rams are truly in this win-now mode. You know, they gave up two first-round picks for Jalen Ramsey. They got Aaron Donald. They signed uh, Robert Woods as well as Cooper Cup. So, like, they are set. So they're in a win-now mode. But you can't help but think, wow, they gave up a lot. And they gave up a lot for Matthew Stafford. Great quarterback. And I definitely think he's better than Jared Goff. Um, I think more so people forget that the reason why the trade value was also so high was the Rams were trying to get rid of uh, Jared Goff's contract. You know, it's a lot of dead money. I mean, Stafford's contract's not cheap either. But Stafford also gives him a significantly better chance to win. Um, Stafford, when given their proper tools, he's a great quarterback. Let's see how their offensive line holds, and will it bode well? I don't know. Um, I think it's a lot to give up, personally. For um, he's an aging aging quarterback. He's not. It, well, you know what? In today's NFL, you could play till your forties. So let's see how he does. Uh, you got to feel a little bit bad for Jared Goff. One year, he's a couple of years ago, he was the talk of the town. That Rams team, Super Bowl contenders, uh, Todd Gurley was uh, MVP candidate. And then, wow, in just, you know, two-plus short seasons, they're they're both out of there. Um, but if I'm the Rams, you, have, you had to pull that trigger. Uh, the other big trade um, that recently went down was Carson Wentz. He's going to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, for a third round pick in 2021, as well as a future second round conditional pick, uh, which, you know, 
I was reading on Twitter, a lot of people were giving, you know, the Eagles a bunch of crap because uh, they wanted a Matthew Stafford-like deal for Carson Wentz. I actually think they got a great deal for him. Let's be honest. Let's be for real. Um, because at its worst, right, that second-round pick is just going to stay a second-round pick, and a second- and third-round pick for a quarterback that has struggled mightily not in the last two three years and struggled with injuries like it's a good gamble um Carson Wentz played his best football when he was with Frank Reich I think it's going to be a good reunion Indianapolis has a great young offense and they have some weapons you got Pittman uh and Jonathan Taylor and you know they didn't give up too many assets for their quarterback which I think is important I think Whenever we're looking at these big quarterbacks, you've got to look at the amount that is also being given up because draft picks are assets and you need assets to win these games. Uh, and let's be for real, that second round pick is most likely going to turn into a first round pick if he plays even halfway decent. So now we're looking at a first and a third for Carson Wentz and for the Eagles to get rid of Wentz, man, it's huge. I think Wentz had a one of the largest cap holds on any team. Um, good move for the Eagles. You know, they they get a shot with their young quarterback, Jalen Hurts, who I thought played pretty well to close out the season, and they can just start fresh. Also, Philadelphia had no help on the offensive side. So it's like, who who's it on? Is it on Wentz? Is it on the offense? I think each party, and was it the coach? It definitely was all three parties combined. But I just think that Carson Wentz needed a new location. He needs a fresh start, and this provides him that. Um, I'm I'm intrigued to see how this trade ends up. Uh, you know, if anybody could revive Wentz's career, I do think it's under Reich and. You gotta love those that Colts defense. Um, they still need a couple tweaks on their offense, but I think they have a much better offense than the Eagles did. Uh, and I think it was a fair trade for both sides. I, you know, when I look at the Stafford deal, Rams gave up a lot, a lot to the Lions, and I think for the Lions, you know, they had a good quarterback. They're probably their best quarterback. Since Bobby Lane, which that says a lot, Uh, but they needed to move on. Uh, You know, they've been moving through a lot of quarterback coaches, a lot of coaches uh, losing seasons, and he just didn't have the help that other teams provide for their quarterback. So I'm I'm, I'm excited for Stafford. I'm excited for Carson Wentz. Uh, It's going to be a fun offseason, you know, potentially five first round quarterbacks in the upcoming draft. Like, Wow. Uh, I saw a article the other day where I think since 2009 um, through 2016, all the quarterbacks drafted in the first round, not all, maybe like one or two, with the exception of one and two, were on different teams. And I think that's astounding. Uh, It's a different era in the NFL. If you don't get it done, teams will not hold on to you just because you're a first-round pick. Um, So it's intriguing to the it's intriguing to see, uh, which 
actually will delve into my next topic, which is uh, the talk of the town that everyone's been, you know, buzzing about Deshaun Watson. Where is he going to go? And now more recently, Russell Wilson. Uh, who knew? All right, we're back. Uh, I just had to get a drink of water because I am super dehydrated, as one usually is when they wake up and being California. Well, actually, it doesn't matter because it's pretty cold in California at the moment. It's a balmy 50 degrees, which I know all my friends back home probably got a good chuckle seeing as I was born in sub-zero temperatures. (laughs) I'm glad I'm out of there. Trust me. Um, (laughs) uh, But Deshaun Watson, um, let's get on topic. Deshaun Watson, biggest talk about the offseason has been uh, where does he go? You know, he's demanded that he wants out. Uh, He says he will not report to the Houston Texans. And the Texans are in a dilemma. You know, they're a badly run organization. Um, They've made some uh, questionable (laughs) decisions, but now they face the dilemma of Deshaun Watson and whether or not they'll trade him. Now, if I'm Houston, I'm not trading him. I will let him hold out even for the year. I will hold on to him because quarterbacks like him, franchise quarterbacks, MVP candidates, they come around Once in a generation, sometimes I, I'm not, you know, like I'm not going to say he's a generational talent quite yet, but he's he's almost there. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm going to say he's he's part of that next wave of young quarterbacks. He's mobile, uh, makes good decisions, just a great quarterback. Uh, you gotta love him from Clemson when he took down Alabama. Man, that guy was a hero in my book. Uh, great story, by the way. Uh, his upbringing, the amount of adversity that he's gone through. Uh, he was also, uh, you know, growing up, work done. You know, he built homes and actually one of the, the recipient, recipients was Deshaun Watson. So uh, just uh, got to love the guy. Honestly, he's one of my favorite quarterbacks. Uh, point being, don't get rid of that guy. You know, you have teams that have spent decades finding a quarterback of that type of caliber. Um, so you hold on to it. I So can they hold on to him, though? I don't know. Uh, he really wants out, but let's see if they can mend this relationship. Uh, so that also brings a question. What's his trade value? Uh, probably the largest trade in NFL modern NFL day history will be made if he gets traded. What's his value? I mean, immense. If I'm Houston, at minimum, and I'm talking about at minimum, I would want three first-round picks as just the starting package. Now, if players like a Khalil Mack, a Laramie Tunsil, which is partially the reason why (laughs) the Texans are in this mess, um, and Jamal... Adams can be worth two first round picks. Then Deshaun Watson's 
as an elite quarterback that's young is definitely worth three, probably four or three and some players or three and some mid to uh, mid picks. I don't know. Um, which actually brings up quite a dilemma. And what I mean by that is for all these teams that reach out for an elite quarterback, or at least in the Deshaun Watson trade scenario, they have to either be a complete team and offer a better solution in, before he gets traded. Otherwise, you're going to, he's going to end up in the same situation as he is in Houston. I mean, let's dial it back, right? One of the Houston's large problems was they didn't have an offensive line. Terrible offensive line, and they knew they had to protect Deshaun Watson. Otherwise, his career could you know, go down, go down the hole. Let's not forget the importance of an offensive line. Um, you know, unsung always, but vitally important. And Houston made a big trade, and they traded Laramie. They got Laramie Tunsil from Miami Dolphins, and they had to trade two first-round picks. And wouldn't you know it? Giving up those picks is now looks bad in hindsight because now the Dolphins are sitting pretty at pick number three and they were on the cusp of making the playoffs. Um, so what I'm trying to get at with this whole Deshaun Watson is the only teams that truly should go after him are the ones that have assets to trade. And when I mean assets to trade additional first round picks or a player that they're willing to part with because if you give up three first round picks for him, you're getting rid of your asset pool for years to come. And when you don't have first round talent, that hurts your team long-term. Now let's, you know, the success rate of a first round draft pick is probably less than 50%. You know, hitting well on picks is a numbers game and there's no formula. Every team has a different success level. And if you hit about 50% of the picks, you're doing pretty good. Now there are a lot of teams that don't do well with their first round draft pick. However, with that being said, if you don't have that first round pick, you have a 0% of that pick turning out. So, and the best talent is usually drafted within that first round. So I, I like to use an example. A lot of people like Deshaun Watson with the 49ers. I actually think that's the most ideal fit. However, they would have to win within a two, three year period. Otherwise that team would be gutted. Um, I think a good example is actually all the teams that have traded first round picks for non quarterback players. Uh, you know, you can evaluate those trades and see how it affected the team. Uh, you know, let's start with Chicago. Chicago got a great player in Khalil Mack, two first-round picks. Uh, you know, it was funny. I think a lot of people were 
dogging the Raiders for making that trade. But they got some two they got two decent players uh from that trade. And Chicago without first round picks the last couple of years, it's it showed because they haven't had the top talent uh to draft on offense or defense. Uh and they just don't have a good asset pool right now. Well, now they do, but for two years, you know, they just didn't have top picks. And it showed because they've regressed uh, since that initial explosion year with Khalil Mack. Now they still have a great defense uh, because of Khalil Mack. And now that they have their assets back, let's see what the Bears can do. Uh, Jamal Adams, two first-round picks from the Seahawks. And well, wouldn't you know it, it's affecting them right now. Uh, Russell Wilson has demanded. No, he hasn't demanded, but there are a lot of rumors flying out about him wanting to get traded. I actually think it's a lot of fluff. Similar to Deshaun Watson, I would say, I mean, Russell Wilson's a better quarterback right now than Deshaun Watson. Uh, you can't trade him. But, you know, he was complaining. Uh, his camp, sorry was complaining because he was getting hit a lot. Uh, I mean, he was being sacked at least 40 times every year, it seems. But uh, does he actually want out and would Seattle trade him? No. I'm going to squash those rumors right now because, if anything, it's a much easier fix to find an offensive line. But Seattle doesn't have any first-round picks this year or next year. So it's going to be hard to supply that talent. And – that loops me back into the Deshaun part. It's he has to go to a team that's already set because if you're trading all these assets for him, you're getting rid of the talent that you can potentially bring in. And that's why uh, part of me believes that the value is almost too high and that no team, at least of the big contenders would be able to trade for Deshaun Watson. The 49ers would have to give up three, maybe even fourth, or three players in Joey Bosa. Now, once you take away from the talent, they're not effective on that one end. So I just think the only realistic team that probably should and could go after Deshaun Watson without breaking the bank is the Miami Dolphins. They have extra first-round picks. They have a young quarterback in Tua. Now, i rather give Tua another year. You can't – I don't know why there's such large criticism. They said last year it would be essentially a redshirt year. He did struggle, but he's a young quarterback. How many rookie quarterbacks truthfully do good? Um, also, we've seen quarterback rookie quarterbacks have amazing years only to stumble later down the line, uh, most notably Vince Young. Rick Meyer, if you want to go there, RG3. So if I'm Miami, you got a treasure trove of picks. Use that to your advantage. And they have a great defense. They would provide Deshaun Watson that environment um, for sustained winning. The other teams I'm looking back at, I just don't see that. And while it's great to have Deshaun Watson, you got to think about um, just how much it takes to give up. Uh, that's what also brings me to the Russell Wilson uh, 
dilemma. You know, he's definitely worth three first round picks. Which team could give that up for him without losing a lot of tam- talent or that doesn't have holes? And the answer is, I don't know, slim to none. Um, I know all my Bears fan friends, uh, they've been seeing his name in the rumors and would be an interesting fit. However, realistically, if we're trying to be for real, right now, Chicago has little to no weapons on the offensive side, and they don't have an offensive line. They got a great defense to boot, which is more than Seattle can say right now at the moment. But Chicago also doesn't have a DK Metcalf. Um, you know, Allen Robinson even might walk. So if he could stay and they could patch up the offensive line, yeah, but if you're giving up three first-round picks, ooh, that'd be killer. So let's see what these, how these quarterback rumors will play out. Uh, I just don't – I think the asking price will be a little too high, uh, and teams just don't have those assets. I know one team a – te- a team will give up that amount, and it will be interesting to see throughout the span of that quarterback's career if he gets traded how well these trades pan out. And if it does pan out well, then I definitely think you'll see a further tradition of teams willing to break the bank and do these high uh, draft assets for quarterbacks. Just historically, I would say it hasn't worked as nice as you'd think. Uh, great example, the Jeff George blockbuster. They gave up Chris Hinton, Andre Risen, who was a first-round pick uh, in 89, and then a future first-round pick. They gave those assets up for Jeff George because the Colts were felt like they were quarterback away from truly contending. What happened out there? Well, Jeff George didn't quite pan out, but also they gave up all the talent around him, and... That team sunk. So I think teams got to be a little bit wary. You know, you got to look at growth of a team, and you can't just think about the one year only unless you're truly in that win-now mode, uh, which very few teams actually are. And, you know, you also got to take account salary cap implications, all those things. So before you make a jump at one of these franchise-changing quarterbacks, you just got to make sure – if the amount I'm giving up, how is that going to affect my overall football team? Uh, that's it for today's episode. Uh, I want to switch it up, talk about NFL stuff. Uh, we'll be back with some more Bucks content, uh, but with the whole recent JJ Watt signing and the impending free agency period about to begin, just wanted to talk a little bit of NFL to you guys. So. Be on the lookout. Uh, It's been a pleasure. Have a good day.